Hi, and welcome to the Elliot DGC podcast. I am your host, Elliot. Join me as I dive deep into the minds of my creative friends. <laughs> hey, y'all. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening, and welcome back to episode three. Yeah, we made it this far of the Elliot DGC podcast. I will be your host, Elliot. Sit back, grab a drink. Today, I'm sipping a miso. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Uh, while we done it, boys and girls, on today's episode, I am joined by my extremely talented friend, Gunda Garçon. Wow, where do I start? Hmm, I'll state the obvious. My friend Gunda Garçon is signed to fucking Def Jam. How are you, my G? I'm good, I'm good, I'm chilling. Another quarantine day, how are you? Oh, you know, I went for a run this morning, actually, and I don't run. Oh, wow. Hey, oh, bye. yeah, I know quarantine and got to you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Okay, so the way I sort of want to do this podcast today is I want to start with a really casual question. Mm-hmm. So I heard this little rumor goon that used to be in a jerking crew. Do you want to talk to me about that? Who told you that? I got my sources. Sheesh, I'm that's... like, nah, boy, you know, you're going to go soon. Yeah, Wait, that's cap. Don't, don't, don't believe anybody. Don't believe what they say. All right. <laughs> Um, nah, 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 I was, I was, I wasn't like in what in yeah. high school. I was definitely a jerk. We got kind of big so, on YouTube. That was like school, my first. That, that was like my first thing I did for clout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the first uh, thing I ever did for clout on the internet. I got pretty hype. I got pretty. Uh, I got pretty famous. I'm yeah, joking. Probably like three hundred views, was it? <laughs> nah, like forty thousand. Okay, calm down, Mr. YouTuber. Fucking, yeah. fucking. I did you with the facts. So, I did you with so the facts real if quick. we want to talk about YouTube, um, you used to run a series, especially when you came to New Zealand and also when you were doing college shows. Uh, I'm going to point out Goon, my friend, he did, how many shows did you do in college? It's like 200 over the space of like five years for free. And Goon had this YouTube yeah. series called Adventures, which is actually in correlation in the same sort of name as his album that is coming out this year with Def Jam. Yes, sir. So, um, yes, sir. My uh, first album. Do you sort of want to talk about what the like the adventure means to you and sort of like where that sort of grew from? Um, adventures to me is just like it's more like a visual representation of like or like a word that represents the feeling of like all the like journeys and like. Uh, like tales and different uh, endings you can end up on and beginnings you can end up on when you first start yeah, your journey yeah. from like wherever you start from to like where you're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And for me, my journey started in Arkansas and uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. City. And that journey took me, yeah, journey took me to fucking New York, then Texas for South by, then LA, <clears throat> then New Zealand. Yeah. I've been so many places off the journey. So mm-hmm. Adventures to me just represents that. Just represents that like uh, timeline. All the adventures you get into, yeah, the timeline and adventures you get into trying to like uh, make your dreams. Come so true. I know in your early days of sort of like I guess I will put it in success. I know you played at least one South by Southwest, which this year was cancelled, and you met Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, of course, as we know, is I still think he's an alien. Can you sort of talk mm-hmm. about how those relationships come about as an artist and sort of how they have benefited you or maybe not benefited you in a certain way? Uh, I never met Elon, to be honest. I was just trolling online. I never oh, met him. <laughs> I met a lot of people, though. I met a lot of people, though, online, just like, just from being online, just like anyone else, you know, you reach out, you find profiles exactly. of people that you, like, really like. Yeah. Um, yeah, online, and then, like, you just reach out and see, like, where relationships you can mm-hmm. build. A lot of the things I've done in my career have been like literally just relationship based. Yeah. Like um the first two, three times I did South by it was just off like me meeting some friends that lived in Austin that were also like show promoters. Yeah. And they were like they would be like, Oh, like, oh, uh, I'm doing a show during South by like would you come perform? Like and I stay like what, I think Austin was like mm, like five or six hours away from Arkansas. Yeah. So me and my homies would just drive out there and like obviously do the show mm-hmm. and just, you know, meet a lot of people. That was how we got um, our first legs. So I know you shit. and your homies sort of, I guess, back in the day, now you're sort of running with the whole Mania at Soundsons. Soundsons, mm-hmm. how does that, um, how did that grow out of like Young Gods of America or YGOA, for those who don't know? Well, 
Yeah, uh, so with YGOA, YGOA was more like me and my homies growing up, not even growing up, but like me and my homies in uh, Little Rock. And in that time period where we were like really trying to make a name for ourselves before any of this, Mm -hmm. that was just our like group collective um, that I made um, just because I felt like me and the homies, like I had so many talented homies Mm -hmm. and it was like, I don't know, it all just needed infrastructure. Like, me and all the homies had it was so much talent in Little Rock, yeah. but there was no, like, uh, infrastructure, like, one set place, you know, to go to get all of this packaged in one. And I was, like, shooting everyone's videos, yeah. editing me and all my homies' videos, just doing all our graphics, shit like that. So, Young Guys of America, YGOA, was just really, like, a cover for just to make everything look a little better. And now, mm-hmm. um, Maniac Sounds is just my personal, um, like, label, brand... Like aesthetic thing, it's a part of a bigger plan that I have. So, that I'm just so in a way, it's out. kind of like your your shell company under like Def Jam. Yeah. So yeah, I was doing some uh, research because that's what I'm known for. I'm known for the scary facts, and mm-hmm. you and some of your YGOA friends um were in a local Arkansas newspaper. Can you sort of? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that was the Arkansas Democrat. Gazette? Yeah, we've did a couple. We did Arkansas and Times, Democratic Gazette. What What would you say, like, being featured in something like physical print compared to digital now has, like, sort of changed the way that you sort of see media? And do you think media is healthier music? Mm, physical is definitely... I mean, I like both, but some, something about physical, something about, like, you know there's, like, an effort that was put forth to, like, you, make this physical Like, you thing. can hold it but in your hands. Yeah, and then, like, it was something, like, someone had to physically make, whether it's, like, even though, like, okay, let's say a newspaper, like, obviously, it's getting printed, yeah. but, like, even for it to be printed, for it to be Ink, distributed, paper. all that shit, it has to be, like, that's paid for, that's someone paid yeah. for. So, when you have that type of effort on something you did versus, like, something digital that someone could just, like, one click, Dumb. you know, it's kind of, it's that, that part of the physicality makes it feel... Um, more real and a little more special to me. Yeah. But uh, I, I I don't mind both. I feel like mm-hmm. um, as long as the information is getting out and being portrayed correctly, I feel like it's all really good. But nothing nothing is better than like nothing's gonna feel better than like opening a magazine yeah. or when I cover cover my first magazine like physical print magazine. Or like I'm two sure. page spread. Yeah. Um. Do you have sort of like any like Fucking centerfold? Okay. So sort of talking on the editorial front, I know. I think it was in 2017 for Bape and Undefeated. You were the fucking model, and that's fucking sick. Yeah, that shit was how sick. Did the, that how was did like that a dream come, come true. Because I know you were for Undefeated, but then to like transition into a model, it's like... Undefeated is just like a really uh, fire company and mm-hmm. like a family team space to work in. I never had a job like that before. It's my first... Not my first uh, job in streetwear, but it was my first like actual real life where it felt like I was really like a part of like a big yeah like a big yeah and like just the way they work like they're really like um, authentic like yeah authentic but uh, and also that they're like um, really driven like as a company Mm -hmm. to like keep their like employees and like keep everything in the family so like. I was just, obviously, I'm just working in the warehouse. I'm a warehouse worker. I, I would pack, like, yeah. shoes and shirts and just send people their orders all day, every day. And uh, one day they were just like, yo, you got, like, a pretty cool look. Um, the stylist, the stylist that was uh, the stylist and the fucking creative director for Undefeated at the time, shout out my boy Faso. Yeah. He just came up to me, and I had just started working there. I didn't really know anybody there so far, but he was just like, yo, you got a look. Like, would you would you like to shoot uh I can't remember the first thing we shot, but it was, like, something small. Like yeah. Maybe, like, just, like, a tee or something. Or, like, I think they shot me in some shoes first. And then they were like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then next thing I know, they shot, shot me again for some other shoes. Yeah. And next thing you know, he, he, like, hits me. He's like, yo, you got this look. Like, I would love to shoot you for Bape, da-da-da. And, like, I've been a fan of Bape, like, fuck, since I was, like, fucking Ever. 12, 13. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that shit was, like, definitely a, a crazy mm-hmm. moment for so me. So, like. It felt crazy. You said, so Bape's been, like, something you've been a fan of since you were, like, 12. Was it, like, the aesthetic of a brand, or was it more the aesthetic of, like, Nigo and a designer that you found influential? I also know that Kid Cudi, you really love him, and he was a massive face of Bape. Was that sort of yeah. how you found Bape, or did you find him more through the Pharrell sense? Um, I found him off the Pharrell sense. It was, I think well, everything you say is, like, a culmination of it all, because, yeah. like, 
Bape, Bape was the, like, when I was growing up, I wasn't really into, like, like, when I'm talking about, like, uh, let's say, like, up until, like, 14, 15, maybe, I wasn't even really into, like, music or, like, fashion or anything. I was, like, a real, like, anime, like, video game type kid, like, just growing up. That was the things that I really fucked with. And, um... I just I I never forget I saw the uh, Snoop Dogg Pharrell drop like his hot video. Oh yeah! And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Obviously, everyone knew Snoop Dogg. Everyone knew Snoop Dogg, and everyone knew Pharrell. But like, it was something about that video, seeing him like that, and it was just like, whoa! Like, I felt like my whole mm-hmm. like life flashed before me. And they seen, you know, obviously, like even before that, like you saw Lil Wayne, like yeah. Lil Wayne in the babe, like Kanye in the babe, like Cuddy. and then Cuddy, and then Cuddy later on. But then, like, it was the fact that they were selling, like, a lifestyle brand that you could, like, literally, you can go get a cup, a Bape cup back in the day. Yeah. You can get Bape rugs. Like, that was so crazy to me. And then mm-hmm. you see the man who founded it. And, like, obviously, like, before then, all the clothing designers, a lot of them would be, like, faceless or not really out, not really, you know, yeah. like, not really showing themselves. But then you see Nigo iced out like a rapper right beside Pharrell, iced the fuck out, going crazy. Like, yeah. it was like a crazy thing to see, like this Asian, this Japanese guy, you know what I'm saying? That's how I'm like, I'm like, I, you know what I'm saying? I only know Asians for like anime and like da da da. And you see this dude swag the fuck up, icy chains, like factory workers. Like, yo, I'm talking about, he had like a fucking, they turned his house into a museum. His house is now that a museum. Crazy. Insane. Like, that, that part. Right, that's what really sold him for me. Um, so obviously, you know, you're talking quarter century, quarter century freestyle. You said CDG. Yeah, I guess I did the Iron Knee. Can you sort of talk yeah. about like, because I think a lot of people have a very, in New Zealand, goon is like literally a like bag of wine that you buy in a box. Yeah. Whereas a goon in America is like, I don't want to say it wrongly. Is it like a redneck or like a street person? Sort of like. It's like a. It's like uh, somebody that'll rob you, yeah. Yeah. Somebody do dirty work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. did you find when you were using this name that depending where you performed, it kind of had like maybe a different sort of street meaning? So maybe it was hard for you to establish it first? Um, no, I think the hardest thing about my name is just the fact that no one can say it ever <laughs> on first try unless you know me. Gonna go song? Gonna go song? Like, Gonna go the, thing, the thing that's crazy is that like, I think what helped me with the name, just like you said, like in some places it means like a bag of wine, other places it means like like a, a like a gangster or something. The thing about it is, I always play off irony. I feel like my whole yeah. career is ironic. Even for me in America, my name would be Goon de Garcon. Obviously, a lot of people would think, "Oh, this is gonna be some gangster, some street rapper, street rapper, fashionista mix, like hybrid mix guy." Fuck and then no, you this see guy me. sits inside and plays a Nintendo DS. That is not fucking yeah. gangster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like the the least gangster person. You know what I'm saying in the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so. It's like the irony. I feel like is what like um like kind of. Mm-hmm. Like catapults me, you know what I'm saying? Even like it's sort of like vice versa. It's sort of like maybe even the treat name my, doesn't uh, actually my career is like ironic, you know? Mm-hmm. I I sorry, we are back. This is what happens when fucking we fucking Cobain. Hey, shout out to him anyway. Courtney, I worked out done ninety thousand streams in like two weeks. That's pretty cool for her. the that boy. boy. The boy. Um, okay, speaking of Cobain. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to take a wee bit of a, a flip here. Um, you have a song of him and a very talented LA-based producer, Italian lover, good friend. The guy. Good fucking guy. Mutual friend. Um, how did how did you come to meet Lil Coban or Cayman? Like, how did that come? Was it just right place, right time? Or did you sort of... It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy with Cobain, I like, I feel like he was one of the first people I met out here, to be honest. Not one of the, like, not not the first person, but like one of the first artists I met out here. Yeah. Because um, the studio that I got invited to work out of here, um, with the uh, Anthony Kilhoffer, he had a room. Well, like Anthony Kilhoffer had a room, and then this guy named Will, which is Rogue Black, had mm-hmm. a room. Well, I would I would be working with Anthony Kilhoffer a lot, and then this dude next door named Will, who was like this guitarist, I ended up getting cool with him. He's like, "Yo, I have this artist named Lil Cobain." Mm-hmm. Oh, well, at the time his name was Cameron. Yeah, and and um, 
might just the yeah. music gave him an opportunity. Which... Yeah, and so then, and I, that's how I ended up meeting Cobain. Yeah, just through that fucking legend through that moment. Yeah, it's been like fucking for almost five years. I guess four or five years now at this point. It's like I've been following Tom you, for fucking like I worked it out the other day, seeing you twice in New Zealand, twenty eighteen and twenty twenty. Didn't see you twenty nineteen. Yeah. Anyway, where'd you see me at in twenty eighteen? Like that, uh, uh, fucking eighty five. The basement. That shit was lit. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, and like, wait, like, when, I'll be honest, when, like when it. Me and the twins, uh, and there's me and the twins. It wasn't, uh, there were like other people, like Hamilton-based artists as well, like yeah, Cooper or something like ins- that. That shit was insane, yeah. bro. That was insane. I can't believe you saw that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, like that's the thing. Like, if I find an artist, I like sort of like I'll stick with them, and I like I want to be like I want to be in their face so much that they want to follow me. Mm-hmm. And it's like. um Okay, get inside, Tread. Hey, it's cool. It's a casual podcast. I don't care. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about, like, obviously you're signed to Def Jam, which we could name a few of their artists in the past. Rihanna, Diddy, Justin Bieber, Kanye. Yes, sir. How does that feel to be, like, walking down the halls and seeing these plots that, um, okay. like, because <laughs> let, 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 let's be straight with everyone. I don't know. You don't have a platinum record yet, do you? And yeah, no. Nah. To get a deal with Def Jam, a lot of people would think you need like a one-hit wonder. I talked about this on episode two, like Arizona Zervas. He got a whole catalog. Yeah. You got a whole catalog. You got a whole fucking image. And would you say that's more for what you think labels are looking for now rather than just like if you got a million streams? Nah, I feel like... I feel like they just took a chance on me, to be honest. Yeah. It's, like, still crazy to this day because I'm, like... Sign a fucking you know, Def Jam. <laughs> yeah, and I don't really have, like, a platinum record. I don't have, like, the tens of thousand followers. So it's, like, it's crazy hey, to me every day that I'm signed. Hey, you got the fucking though, and we ain't complaining. Hey, look, we ain't complaining. We're going to make our way up. I complaining when I get ten likes on a photo and three of them have got blue tits. I ain't fucking complaining. You know, we're going to take it. We're going to take it. We're going to take it the way it go. I mean, it just feels like, to me, it just feels like I need to do more work. When yeah. I'm walking through them halls, mm-hmm. uh, in my head, <laughs> theoretically, yeah. I'm walking through the halls, it's just like, I got to do more work. Every day, I just tell myself, like, yo, I got to do more work. So like, I got to do better work. I guess with you, you sort of carry a mentality. And, and some of your other music, like Dancing in the Rain, um, what's the one where the the weatherman song and you, you always talk about the future kids a lot in your music and i've always wondered why that is and why you feel like you have a responsibility responsibility to look out for them and be a voice for me i i am left questioning was there like a father figure for you back in the day that sort of helped you in this is this where you feel like you have a responsibility or is it something a little deeper i feel like i'm just such a future person i've spent most of my mind like most of my brain in the future like i'm never thinking like further like i'm never never thinking like right now i don't think about the past either i always think about the future so that alone just has me like well it's like a, you did come to new zealand for three months so you're in the future every day for three months yeah you know what i'm saying like I'm just like I'm just always in the future, and if you always in the future, I mean you you know that okay I won't be here forever. So like, who who is gonna be here? You know what I'm saying? The like, fucking uh, trees will be. Yeah, and like yeah, it's, if anything, it would be like I feel like Kid Cudi would been up would have been my like father figure that like really was like yo you gotta like it's mm-hmm. gonna be okay type shit like it's gonna yeah. be okay, and you never know who needs to hear that because a lot of people you know don't have like the strength of other people you know yeah, what I'm saying of course I was one of them people I was one of them kids like I never really thought about like what was going on around me yeah but like the future would concern me and like mm-hmm. me wondering what's to come like, in the future you, or death yeah so well not really death not really death I never really I don't know I was never really like a it's... scared of death type person or even thought about it to be honest okay. it was just more or less like the future of like what am I going to do? What am I going to contribute to this world? That's always mm-hmm. on me. So, like, if you want them people, then it's hard to, like, wake up and go to sleep every day without, like, you know, 
Like yeah. sometimes you need that little pick me up that's like, oh, I know it's not good right now, but like it will be okay. And you want to hear that from someone who's also like, you know, been through it. Yeah. Um so um moving on slightly. Um I had a little random follow-up question to that. And of course we talked about Cuddy before, but growing up in Arkansas, you were like young and you were very with your crew. Were there any like older people around you that maybe sort of helped you sort of focus a little bit and maybe that's what you feel like you need to, you know, be to these other younger mm. artists and stuff? Nah, no one was doing that around us. Well, not, not in Arkansas. Everyone was so like, it was so like split between the generations. Like the older generation was just on their shit. And yeah. then we obviously wasn't on shit because we were younger. But then we got on our shit. Yeah. And then we just like, I don't know, that drive and determination we had like really came just from us. It's crazy. Like Cole, like we just kept like, are right, we going to figure this out? Y'all will put us on those shows. We're going to figure out how to fucking get, uh, make, do our own shows. Oh, yeah. we don't have anyone that shoot videos out here. Are right, we going to figure out how to do our own videos? Y'all won't mm-hmm. play us on the radio. Fuck, we're going to figure out how to get on the radio. Da, 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 yeah. Like, we're just always just figuring out, all right, y'all won't let us do this. All right, we're going to figure it out. That that that's really cool that you have a, a really DIY attitude, which is I guess in a way in an older generation in New Zealand, like my grandfather, his people, they they all just did shit themselves. Now people just fucking push a button and it's fucking done. It's like yeah, it's it's scary how much like technology is changing the world, and maybe if that's gonna be the death of the world, which takes us into our next topic. Um, last year you dropped your debut EP under Def Jam. I'm not saying you haven't mm-hmm. put an EP out before, so we're just going to clarify that for people that don't understand this. If you change labels or you change people that you work with, that is your debut EP. So, just clarify that. Where does your fascination with the end of the world come from and is it more than just sort of like a like a like an art form or a like image? Is it's it like crazy. something you actually like believe in? It's crazy. I like never really had a fascination with it. Um, until like, cause it's crazy. You're not even the first person to say that. I don't really feel like I have a fascination with it. It's just that like, you wrote a like I just like EP I about it. But I also what what else did I just tell you, Elliot? Like, if you're always thinking about the future, if your brain is constantly always in the future, what else? Like, what what other like things are you gonna draw from? What else are you gonna yeah. think is like? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's your other option to think about? You either think, oh, the world is going to just keep going, da-da-da, or you're going to think, hey, I just saw on the news ice caps are melting. I just saw on the news people are being kidnapped every day. I just thought, da-da-da, and you see all this shit all the time. If you're a person yeah. that's always in the future, what, 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 you know what I'm saying? What, uh, what a uh, trail would that <laughs> no, lead you no, to no. believe? No, <laughs> no, continue. This is good. This is healthy yeah. discussion. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, this guy Gurney success with fucking online ceramics, crazy t-shirts, and fucking the end of the world. No, uh-huh. it's always deeper. Um, yeah. It was more so like that. You... Me and Ida were just yeah. like, you know, me and Ida were just in the zone when we made that shit. It was like literally a two. I mean, we're in the zone for a minute, but the whole mm-hmm. process of the project was really two to three weeks. We were just feeling like, Oh man, shit is really fucked up right now. The world is looking really bad. Idea, this just ah. just the words, just the just the phrase. Yeah. Cheers to the end of the world came up to us, and that was like a it's just that just those words. Cheers to the end of the world. That created a That's whole like the kind of shit vibe. People said above. Yes, and it's a whole because. <laughs> Cheers to the end and, of the and world. It gave you. It gave you. I love things that like when the words like paint a vivid. Yeah. picture straight away like not even just like a picture emotional picture like uh, going back to like what i was saying like earlier brand, like what a- i was saying earlier about the contrast and irony how ironic is that statement itself cheers to the end of the world that's like the most ironic thing those are the things that like those plays on contrast of irony are like the things that like keep me going they give me drive they have me like Oh, yeah, oh, that, that you know, that get my dick hard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. Um, so you live in what West Hollywood now? No, nah, just is, just smack dab like? Hollywood. It's fucking dirty as fuck. It's fucking trash can. 
noise pollution as fuck. How the fuck are you meant to record in that? Man, I be making it work, but it's like the noise isn't the craziness to me because, I mean, I live with Idle Kid. I got Idle Kid in the house. I feel like we make more noise than anybody in the world, but it's more or less like the, the people me. and the fucking just how dirty it is. Like, if, if you, if niggas in a world where everyone's so concerned about bacteria and germs and disease, just imagine how yeah. fucking crazy it would feel to be smack dab in the middle of Hollywood. You walk out the doors, human shit, dog shit, like, like COVID, <laughs> right outside waiting for you. Corona. Corona. Um, so speaking of Idol Kid, I feel like you and him to me is. You sort of feel like a fucking like Dre and Eminem, so did you? You're like very like you've been together a long time, mm-hmm. working together. Clarification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so for life, like, or... how do you feel like? Yeah, like have you like known him since like young young? Nah, or like... me and Idol met probably like I say a I I say met... we met a year before. We came out to LA, maybe, maybe a year before. It's like, uh, so I was, I was doing, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar, but I have this project called Young Dirty Bastard. And, um, yeah, I know the one taboo. Nah, 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 see, you're wrong. That's sore loser. Oh, but, oh. That's sore loser. I had a, I had a project called Young oh, Dirty Bastard that I was doing with this. Isn't that what Watchmen's nah, on? Nah, Watchmen is not even on a uh, project. It was just a single. It was after, it was after Sore oh. Loser, though. But uh, I was working on yeah. this uh, project called Young Dirty Bastard with my main producer before Idol, this guy named uh, Mark Soul. And we had the whole project ready. Um, I was going to record the last final tracks. Um, and I got this email the night before from this kid named Idol Ams at the time off Tumblr. He hit me. He's like, yeah. Yo, you live in Arkansas? Like, Fucking Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr. Oh, I, I know. Shout days. out Tumblr. So... I'm guessing you're a Tumblr kid. I mean, then. not really. I was on it, but like, mm-hmm. I felt like I felt there, like man. I wasn't really like that attached. And yeah, I am. But what? What? Uh, I want to ask you a question. On what social media do you feel the most uh, attached to me? Do you feel like I'm the most transparent? I feel like I feel like you're the most transparent, like literally For on sure. Instagram. But I think, like, I think if you don't know you personally, I think it's really hard to maybe read that. A lot of people be like, "Oh, he's got a blue tech. Oh, he's signed a label. Oh, he's rich. Probably, probably not stupidly rich. Probably comfortable though." And I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people get like too too comfortable with mm-hmm. life. And don't really strive to be the better them because when you get comfortable or when you have no money worries compared to when you wrote your song, L-A-W-W-D, look at mm-hmm. what we did, where you talk about hustle hustle and get yourself a better place mm-hmm. to live. Um, how do you feel like you like can still like consistently grow and show that you're working hard when it's like, I think outsiders look at you like you're just another signed artist and another person who's just got a chip to mm, in. I think I think because I, I, the work is never done like even with those even with yeah. the blue check even with like all those things you can tell like oh I don't have don't even at this point I mean I'm just now pulling up on 10,000 followers on Instagram you know what I'm saying I haven't yeah. toured haven't hit any major tours yet I haven't hit billboard yet I still have so many things that I have to do so it's like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It is to me kind of crazy because with like the, uh, yeah. the amount of music I made, the quality of music, for me to even be at this point right mm-hmm. here and I've still, still haven't toured, still haven't worked with any like huge artist, haven't really done anything. The level for like um, trajectory is insane. Like I don't feel like my job is anywhere near done. So that, that itself makes yeah. it easier for me to not, be complacent because I don't have anything I want. You know what I'm saying? To me, the the record label was like a, a cool thing to do, but it was just like the the starting step in getting the things I want. You know what I'm saying? Music not yeah. music not so even like, my main like my my end all be all focus. You know what I'm saying? I have a million things I want to do. Fucking gonna go on for fucking president. Sheesh, eh? Might have to try it the way shit going. Hey, fuck the Kanye gonna try, we may as well mm-hmm. try. 
Um, I think my favorite song from 2017 from you was Dirt, and I really like the video. It's uh, on the Young Gods of America channel, if anyone wants to go mm -hmm. check that out. Um, and it's you on a dirt bike, and I just, I just, I'm pretty sure, like, all the subtitles from memory are, like, in Spanish. <laughs> they were in French. Sound, like, just, yeah, well, they're in some, like, Gunda Garçon? Gunda Garçon, I had to hit it with the French. Hey, so, uh, since, since you're the, the Garçon God, do you know what Comme de Garçon yeah, means? Yeah, for the boys. It means mm -hmm. light boy. Light boy for the boys. <laughs> it's, yeah, I have this crazy. If you um, if you want to really do some like fucking motivational, inspirational searches, go on, go on Google after this and Google Gunda Garcon Kanye to the. I don't know if you're familiar with Kanye to the the. Uh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There, there's fucking a thread. Free. There's a forum thread on there about me from like years ago, yeah. or they were just like killing me, bro, killing me in my name. But you're gonna read it. Fucking. It's fucking subreddit. It's comedy. Um, so I know you have... Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Jeepers. Jeepers. Um, so, Zavers. So you've made a lot of songs with Tanner. Of course, Terrible, that's my guy. Friend, Tanner. He's like, I'm guessing... Did you guys... You guys um, yeah, that? he's a year younger than me. I met him strangely at a fucking Big Sean concert in Arkansas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's hilarious. It's crazy. That was an amazing time, though. And me and like, him have been cool since then. <laughs> yeah. Um. And also, his cousin Anna Easton, a very talented producer on the cover, yes, in my opinion. Um. You did a song with Tristan Fowler, um, mm -hmm. Murakami, which hangs down for 2018. Other than like 2018, you had a really good year of singles. You did. Murakami dancing in the rain and then new stimulations. You shot the video with mm -hmm. Karaoke. Probably, probably butchered your name, Karaoke. Yeah, you got Karaoke. it. Um, and that video was so fire. Like, not only was this your second time on Hypebeast, first time to reframe everyone's memory was when you did the Babe Undefeated mm -hmm. modeling, but you took a fucking Tesla to the fucking desert and fucking and beat it up, beat it the fuck on up. What planet? Is that fucking normal? That that that's like when fucking Post Malone took the fucking Rolls and just Royce beat it the fuck up, yes sir. That's some fucking irony. Boy right had there. to that, and even then, like you're so right. That was just like a move to me. I feel like I feel like you yeah. know how they talk about artists and they're like, so as an artist, you got to figure out like what's your like thing, like what's your branding, what's the thing that like makes people like you. I hope people. <laughs> Yours is fucking Helvetica, Helvetica and irony. I'm almost sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I be feeling like. Uh, sometimes I be feeling like Virgil because I, I just feel like I just simplify everything so much. I don't even like. I don't even want motherfuckers to be like, oh man, like what was he talking about here? Like I hate. You know how I don't know. I used to when I first started making music, I used to be one of the musicians because I would listen to so many like legendary musicians. You know the way the way they would write yeah. is like you kind of pick your subject and you write around it, so you almost like beating around the bush. Yeah, and, like people will be like, "Oh my god, did the bird stand for like joy?" And like when he was meaning this, and I would I would write like that, and like yeah. I like that style of writing. But around like 2017, mm -hmm. whenever um Currents came out by fucking Tame Impala, I like changed. It was two two people that two people that changed yeah. my writing process forever. Tame Impala and yeah. Fat Man Key. Both of them just was like on some like it's like very punk to me. Very like I'ma just say it exactly how it is. And that's like Goon. I think I think you do have a song that is in the millions, and it was that song that you did on Chase the oh, yeah. album yeah. called Consume, which has done four million streams, which is crazy. In this day and age, if you dropped a song that was four and a half minutes, you wouldn't get yeah. four million streams. Oh, really? If I see a song, no, but let, let's be honest, the way people listen, yeah, they don't yeah, want yeah. a long song anymore. So that's true. I don't. I feel like that would take longer, and I feel like because. How long is new stimulation? Yeah, every yeah. I feel like everything we do now is mostly under three minutes. I feel like that's like the industry standard. You don't really go over three minutes anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like Cobain with Courtney, most of his songs are under. Yeah, three, yeah, and that's that's two. that's what we did for Great. Cheers that's, too. That was like our main 
like when we first started on our our main like takeaway from it was that we wanted to do a project that was all meat like just like no no lettuce no tomatoes no cheese no bun just all meat that's why everything on cheers is so like dun 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 like back to back to back to back um yeah and um you have you have two features on that you have philo mm-hmm. and you have jalau um so I I sort of followed Jalal now for I don't know a year or two. Sort of, he's yeah, fucking the, the crazy. Yeah, guy, the guys are mad. <laughs> he fucking rips his shirt off and then he'll bat flip off like the fucking mezzanine floor of a fucking arena into a mosh pit, health and safety through the levels. Like, how did you sort of find him? And what he'll did you do like all about that him? and then fucking scream the highest pitch his name ever. Jaleel! I love him. It's crazy the whole Jalil, the Jalil oh, thing is crazy. Insane. So like, uh, I think like what well, this yeah. happened in twenty nineteen, maybe twenty eighteen. I think it's twenty eighteen. Um, we were doing our first, we were throwing our first event in um in L A. Was this event called Group Chat? Where was it? And we just we took a lot of. Um, you do it that? was in L A. It was like downtown L A. It was like a. Was nah, it like it was like a, it was like a venue or? space downtown L A. And it was like this, like little, like basically, like the same thing we was doing in Arkansas with the fire rooms, where we take like all these unsigned artists of different genres, and we put them like in one place where everyone can just come see it. And on that sh- on that show, yeah, like, on that show, show it was me, Tanner, um, Gene Dawson performed, uh, Jaleel performed, mm-hmm. a couple people. What about Hector? That's like really big now. Uh, Hector performed, Philo performed, a lot of people performed. Um, so the way I met Jaleel when we were looking for a person to like open, uh, Tanner was like, Yo, it's this kid. Look at this kid. He showed me this uh, Instagram profile. It's this nigga like doing backflips off of porches. Tanner be showing us some wild shit though. Backflipping off of porches and like fucking just ripping his shirt. And I was just like, Oh man, this is interesting. I saw he's from Baltimore. I'm like, Okay, this is interesting. So we put him on the set and he just snapped. From then, I've just been like, you know what I'm saying? We've just been cool following each other since then. Yeah. Um. So do you have any plans to work with? I know you and Idol are really strong and you make a really strong team, but do you have any plans to maybe or writers or producers that you look up to that you, you want to work with? Writers and, and producers? Um, mm, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, I want to... I mean, obviously... I don't know where Kadot the Genius, Plain Pat, Mike Dean. Obviously, mm-hmm. those are like the obvious ones. Um, I want to work yeah. with like what yeah, about Yay? Of course, of course, Yay. Um, I want to work with Dylan. I want to work yeah, with Dylan course. Brady. Uh, oh, nice. Shit, I think that's my that's my off the top of the dome list right now. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, so. With many, it sounds. You, what do you have? Like five or six sort of friends slash artists on there, females and males, and also very mixed and very. Okay, I don't like to use this word, but I'm gonna use this word because I. That's who I am. Segregated. There's like a very mixed of people, and I think that's really important. But I also think that that comes with you, Goon. Is that like you don't shut doors based on certain things like oh yeah no i'm just like a very like uh, all genre all inclusive type person like that's for sure but i mean as of as far right now uh no one is really maniac sounds well it like all the homies are maniac sounds collective like we're man house collective but for the label like it is it is forming as a fucking label head company the only person well, you haven't given the, me the, the, the fucking only person. Uh, hey. <laughs> the only person like that is signed <laughs> would be Agent Lily. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, um, how did you meet her? Because obviously she makes jewelry. Uh, I was listening to her song. Mm-hmm. Instant. Yes, mm-hmm. I have that early. <laughs> Don't ask me. Man, I forget hey, you, shit uh, early. You always get it. Hey, I got the. Hey, I met her too. on our Instagram now. I was like, yeah, yeah I was uh, like, picking up some jewelry off her because I wanted to get some jewelry. And then. Oh, no, shit. You were liking those I mean, photos. Of course. She's beautiful. That's an angel. She's an angel. She's an angel. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and she's from Korea, which is like really cool. Like, the, the only other like Korean rapper I've ever heard was probably Chris Wu, who did some work with like mm-hmm. Travis Scott and shit. But like, Korean rappers. I don't, yeah. I don't know shit. 
and I think also female, like female Asian rappers, yes, or artists, period, yeah, anything rappers, like, hey, but don't don't get me wrong, we've had legends, Missy Elliott. I don't want to name anymore because I don't really Damn, like Nikki be going crazy and Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nikki with that song with our uh, murder and fucking. Oh yeah, that that's just crazy. Um, that that's on fire though. Um, so um. Are there any female artists that you would like to work with or have dreams? Shit, to Tommy work with? Genesis, Abra. I really want to get my mm-hmm. Benny record one day. Um, oh, Benny! Like, come yeah, on, we're gonna yeah, line that up. The Benny, Benny record. Um, yeah, yeah. She she actually did a record with um one of like my uh, oh, really? Needham friends, Jack Berry. Oh wow. like a surf band, but they sort of do like they do mm-hmm. like auto tune stuff. Oh, that's fire! You should really send me them after this. Um. Um and then and the FKA yeah. Twigs, FKA um, Twigs, the goddess. Yeah, they fire. Um, I think for me it would probably be like mm-hmm. Benny Lay. You know, she just did that song, uh, Levi. Denim, yeah, she's fire. Like the baby. She, she's on Dev Jam she too. Did, she also did a song wrong, which was uh worked on by a mutual friend. Um, or written by a mutual friend, Bluey Sport. Is he sort of a kind of producer? Yeah, Bluey like, Fire. Like, I just, I just really like. Really, Mayhem says came upon knowing him just through the other day. Uh, we follow each other, but I had heard Cobain talking about him for a minute. <laughs> yeah, because uh, like Cobain did a uh, did yeah, Queen, yeah. of course, with him, which we didn't get on Courtney, which is it's out though, isn't fine. it? Um, oh, yeah, it's it's still out. It's just like, I yeah, you want that on the album? I feel you. I don't know. I'm 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 that kind of person. Sometimes I. I find shit easy to yeah. listen to and approach it. But speaking of a song that I love that you and Cobain did, I talked about it mm-hmm. earlier, Profile. Um, do you want to run me through your first like like four bars of that and what they mean? Because I think mm. they're really good. But obviously I can't remember <laughs> because of certain things it's that like, you say. It's uh, like Michael Jack, I'm feeling bad. Obviously Michael Jackson. Um, I swear, I swear these, yeah, yeah, Album I swear bad. these niggas biting swag. I'm finna spaz, like, yeah, obviously that's that's pretty uh straightforward, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hit the uh, I hit the weed and I relax. I always try to quit the drugs, but I relapse. Yeah. Shout out, hit the slash. Yeah, yeah, that last line is from like uh this song that heck. Taking a tenor did like at least two three years ago. That's so fire. That's still not out yet. But I had I had to I had to bite them on that one. Uh, so shout out hit the slash, hit the splash. That's cool. I think that's and then you had the yeah you know I hit the I hit Jamie, the Jamie I hit the Jamie then I splash my girl so crazy and Jamie yeah Jamie as in like Jameson yeah yeah whiskey yeah. Irish whiskey not my. I'll drink it. Hey, that's hey, that's the wave. I'm telling you, that Jamie will get you in, get you in your bag. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like Jamie at fucking one. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you get Jamie anywhere. What? You're tweaking. That's a New Zealand talk. You, you oh, tweaking? <laughs> Jamie like the drink of like legends. Oh, All like legends drink Jamie. Just 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 give it a try. Yeah, out. And, and a try we... out. you tweaking. <laughs> I, no, I, I drink Jameson's goon. I like mine on the yeah, rocks. Yeah, that like Jamie on the rocks go crazy. Jamie Ginger too. Jamie Ginger. Yo. Oh, okay. So speaking of other alcohol in the states, um, are you a big alcohol drinker? Because you seem more like a yeah. I drink a lot to, to be honest. But. but. What do you well? What did you drink like growing up, dude? Were you in like the whole four? Man, I wasn't really a drinker, life? man. I wasn't like I really didn't even start drinking till like twenty twenty one, like actually seriously drinking. Isn't that the legal yeah. age in America? Yeah, right? I mean, obviously everyone was drinking at like sixteen, earlier than that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I just wasn't really into that shit. Would you say you were more into your like your music and more into like growing growing your image at, rather than trying to? I don't know. At that stupid? point, um, when I was younger, bro, I I don't know. I feel like I kind of black out on them days because I don't. I didn't. I didn't really care about image. I didn't. I didn't care about shit, bro. It was crazy. Like I was just like 
oh, I'm supposed to go to school. Okay, I'm gonna go to school every day. I have my friends. Oh, I'm just supposed to go to school and then I go to college. Like, okay, I'll just do that. That's like the only shit I did. I was like, I did my little extracurriculars. I was in band. Like, I was on some very normal shit. Like, you know, the world was very different pre-2010, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You mean pre-fucking LMFA? Yeah, like pre-all that shit. When the world, pre-social... Oh. I saw that video the other day, and the world had ended in that video. They oh fucking God. predicted it because they thought the, they thought the world was gonna end too. Fucking before niggas be, niggas be obsessed. See. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I got. I said I got some other questions. I know you're really into furniture. Okay, and there's this one brand that I can't for the life of me find on the fucking internet, and I've seen you order it before. What, what is it? What furniture? It's like some posh, posh what, Modernica? furniture. Oh, fuck. Shout out Modernica. Shout out the family. Shout out family Modernica. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll, would you like to do like a, yes. a furniture Yes, I would fucking lose my shit. Yeah, rather rather than like a shoe or a fucking... I, I, like I want to do it all. Item, would you rather I want to do, do it all, but yes, the fucking making some furniture would be like death me more to me than probably even if I was to make like a Nike. I feel like making like a furniture collection would be insane, bro. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Oh, that so, just gave um, me chills. I know <laughs> it just gave me chills thinking love. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got a lot of love for like New Zealand and you've I know you've made jokes on social, like, oh, I should move there. And all, all us boys are like, oh, the government, just give them a fucking green card. Do you think you would yeah, ever want to Yeah, I, I could do a long time in New Zealand. I just got to get some, I just got to get my life together first. If I just had, yeah. Well, you just got to yeah, not, not have the fucking that, that, and then once, once, like, I got fucking some bands, 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 I can just sit up in New Zealand and do nothing all day. I'll come live in New Zealand. Yeah, you, you can come down South Island. Uh, a little I still haven't been there today. I need to pull up. Yeah. Um, also, the other person that you had on your EP, um, probably, it's not actually mm-hmm. my favorite song, I'm sorry. Uh, you had Philo, Alex Philo, who uh, I will get on the podcast. He's like a creative director, NBC. How Wait, which, uh, like not your favorite song on EP, which one? Are you talking about uh, Breathe? Yeah, oh, yeah, I like Breathe Mother. Is That's like, my favorite. Breathe, we knew what we was doing. Breathe. Breathe is a fucking anthem, but like song wise, I think Mother to me is. Like, yeah, that's what a lot of people said. It. I met I met Philo through uh, I met Philo through and, Italian Leather as well. Well, through Italian Leather because they were working before. Um, I met I met Italian Leather. Yeah, I need it now. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so what are your plans post like lockdown have you are you gonna like go to like actual studios like because i don't think a lot of people realize is that you record a lot of your music you're like i guess you're kind of like billy allison and like most of us but you yeah. record it in like a bedroom um what do you what, what would you say like the advantages of like recording it at home rather than in a studio do you feel like it's Less pressure and less. Yeah, I, I would say so. And... I don't know for for some reason. I've been I I get this yeah. like weird like if if I don't if I if I don't want to make music, boy, you get a record in your if I if I if, if, if I don't want to make music, then I can't really like <laughs> make it either way. Because the craziest thing the crazy thing about me is I yeah. never like a lot of people start making music in their bedroom or start like so you you, you like uh, train up in this like situation of like in your room and you're like oh this is fine this is fine and then you graduate to studios i was just because of arkansas and me not having any money or knowing anything about audio anything i I just started in studios and it just like i don't know i just now recently started to Mm -hmm. retrain my brain and just to start like to de-stress myself when i first started like recording in my house like two months ago so i know like a little story um, about sort of how you sort of got, I guess, a little bit deeper into the scene. Uh, our mutual friend, he's uh, the manager of the New Zealand artist 1174 and Lapani, 
Robert Marcus Smith. So he was working for yeah, someone Anthony Kilhoffer, who was uh, Kanye's main engineer. And 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 the thing is, you were in his emails, and um, Rob, the guy said to Robert, Anthony said to Robert, go through these emails and find an artist that you want to manage. Because Robert's like, how do I manage? So how do you think the relationship with Robert has, like, benefited you, like, more oh, yeah, than from you the jump. ever but the, the, the crazy thing about me and Rob is from the moment we met each other, like, we just hit it off, bro. It was, like, insane. Like, insane. Me and Robert yeah. went through so much shit. Like, crazy. Polar and Rosbury. Like, that's my guy. Like, we just, shit um, we did, i never tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh shut up you will one day um so a lot of a lot of musicians creatives like obviously you don't really like to chuck yourself in one bracket but to a lot of people you're a musician or mm-hmm. a rapper or an artist basically means the same shit but for you you don't really like to sit in that bracket are there like obviously you talk about doing other avenues whether it's a dream furniture collab or a fucking modeling or do you think you'd ever like to get into of like course you know i do you like, know i do that's what i came up on stuff? to be honest <laughs> fucking hell well uh i already have a pitch for a24 hey, so that's what we needed to talk about a24 this friday hey i know so, and uh so you got a new song a24 mm-hmm. with kuko if i'm correct and then the following release is a song. I don't know if it's still coming out, but it's called Juice. If it oh, no. So. Lil Cobain? Nope. 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 Oh, what have you done? So, Dukes of Hazard isn't a song. Oh. It's a collaborative EP that me and uh, Cobain been working on for like at least okay. like a year now. Yeah. Just is it going to come out? A, I mean, I feel like people got to understand when people make music, it's like, it's like a, it's like a certain, you know, it's like a process to oh, it. Like, uh, yeah, it's a process. So it's a process, yeah. It's a niche. It's like it's got to feel right. Like if you submit it in six weeks in advance, it's in six yeah. Weeks, so it's got to so like, like, be right. So like that in in all this music shit, any art, anything, I just I take my time with it. Like uh, that's one thing I want everyone to know. Anyone listening yeah, to this, I take my time with all this shit. But to go back and answer your question, a twenty four this mm-hmm. Friday. Then after a week after, I'm gonna drop a uh, a EP on the uh, Maniac Sounds uh, artist account on Spotify and uh, Apple called New World Starter Kit, and it's basically and it's like uh, eight to nine Let's tracks, go. and it's basically uh, a compilation of songs that didn't make it to the album. So it's like all brand new songs. Besides, yeah, besides like maybe like for maybe two three. Like, for always, yeah. but there's still fucking album quality. Yeah. Clarification and... for you people. Um, And also, I've had a lot of, like, New Zealand people that obviously aren't in our sort of group and aren't in our circle, but have said, who the fuck is this idol? Who the fuck is Goon? Who the mm-hmm. fuck is Cobain? Their sound is so different. And I'll emphasize that we're different. You have a very, very fucking different sound. Yes, there have been loud rappers. Yes, there have been heavy rappers. Yes, there have been soft melodic rappers. But from Idol's production to Italian Liver's production to your vocals to Cobain's, your homies, I think the reason why it's so different is because you worked so fucking hard on your craft and you took your time. Whereas someone like me, I mean, but also it's it's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that you got to know yourself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You got to know yourself and be really tapped in and like what you think and what you know is like right or wrong. You know what I'm saying. You just got to be more tapped in yourself. Yeah. I guess the reason I started this podcast is because, like I say in my tagline, come with me as I dive deep into the minds of my creative friends. It's because, musically, mm-hmm. I'm not creating a lot right now. I'm writing a lot. But, mark my words, when yeah. I do come back, it will be it will be something. And, like, I've, I've, I've got shit for days. It's just... I ain't just gonna fucking build up the bank and have one branch of fucking one bank. Yeah. I want to fucking own a whole bank, you know. I want fucking options, and um, I think this is a really good way for me to connect with the friends who I I really value. Like I really value my friends, and I don't 
I'll be honest. I don't have. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends, but I don't have a lot of friends because mm-hmm. I choose wisely, you know. And obviously, I think what a lot of people maybe don't get is people are like, "How the fuck do you know Goon?" I'm like, "Oh well, I'm friends with like his fucking flatmates, mm-hmm. his fucking friends, his fucking like everyone." Because if I like someone, I want to be so fucking a part of their lives that the thing is like. I'm pretty sure I said hi to you in 2018. You probably didn't remember, but like up until this year, like mm-hmm. we'd never actually met in like real life. We talked on video, we talked on live, and that's the thing is, I felt like there was such a deep connection, even though we had never really mm-hmm. like physically like met. And that's crazy, like yeah, like crazy. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that was fire. Fucking uh. Uh, I told people to come to Neck of the Woods and look, it could have sold out, but I think the fact that it was more yeah, intimate and smaller was... was actually sicker for me because as an experience, like we were all, like I was next, uh, there's photos of me, you, fucking Philo, mm. fucking all jumping up and down together. Since when the fuck do you get fucking Universal signed artists, fucking QC signed artists, fucking yeah. Def Jam signed artists for $15? <laughs> That was, such a, down with them, that was such a fun show. That was such a fun show. That was like easily Never. one of my favorite shows of my life. Oh, and, and also, and also, let's not forget Philo. He's not signed, but he's got a yeah. fucking brand that's in Zoomies. Yeah. He's a fucking ex-NBC director, which I'm going to speak that, to him that, when I interview that, him. That show was very plug, very plug show. It was crazy. So many people. I, I, check, check. Yeah. You got me? Yeah, I gotta go to the studio in a minute. Oh, oh, okay. So you're gonna go to the studio. Would you like to tell us what you're gonna work on? So today, basically, I'm just like, I've been in the process of finishing my album. So I'm surprised, I'm surprised I let your crazy ass out the house anyway. Well, I'd be just sneaking around because um, I have hey. homies with studios all in LA and shit. So I just go wherever I need to go because well, certain like, songs, like like the valley, don't 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 tons of people live up that way. Yeah, a lot of people. There's a lot of people in the valley. valley. There's a lot like, all around. I know that Arizona Zervas recorded Roxanne and literally a bedroom. Yeah, a lot of people be in the valley because it's like cheaper to stay out there. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just fin- the this whole week. I'm just all we can't all be the album and shit. Goon. Sheesh. <laughs> So um, you're finishing up Adventures, which is the mm-hmm. debut album on the Def Jam. Um, mm-hmm. How many features are on this album, roughly? Mm. At four, the moment, one, two, three, like four. At the four at the moment. Um, so often on my podcast, I try and get some exclusive information. When I uh, talked episode one with Hector, your fellow Arkansas friend, LA friend, your flatmate, if you want to call it that, housemate. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds a wee bit nicer. Um, we talked mm-hmm. about his Japan stockers in the last episode with my UK friend, actually born in New Zealand. Hey, we're all friends here. Um, he told me about some <laughs> new, his album coming out. No, no, he didn't tell me about his album. Shit. He told me about some new songs. Um You've plugged some stuff already. Do you want to plug anything off the album, or do you just want to wait? Everyone just wait on that I... album. Wait on that album. But just know, New World Starter Kit, May 15th, I'm guessing. that. Let me stop. That was a random date I just made up. But New World Starter Kit, middle of May. Y'all don't even May fucking May know. <laughs> uh, and I'll be, I'll be rolling day to day to day. Um... So, I, I think... Fuck. I got my shit on Do Not Disturb. Fuck. We fucking unprofessional as hell out here. That's how we're going to continue this. Um, I made it very clear when I made this podcast that this podcast is not your Joe Rogan. It is not your expensive budget. To clarify, yes, we are still using our fucking iPhones and fucking if Cayman calls us or fucking Robert calls us, it's going to cut. Um, hey, it's all good. We're gonna get it done. iPhone apparently has a do not disturb button that, well, white people don't use. Nobody uses that shit, Elliot. Yeah. No, I swear, like, no, I shut up. No, I feel like people use it. 
but like, I feel like if, if you need a do not disturb button, do you really need social media? And we, we talked about this earlier in this podcast. Uh, okay, I'm just I'm just going to do a wee summary of what we talked about. We talked about everything Guna Garcon, everything he's about. Small glimpse. Everything he's envisioning. Okay, small glimpse. <laughs> Thank you, Goon, for the fucking correction. <laughs> My G. Um... Post COVID, he's planning to come back. He wants to come live here. You heard it here first. Uh, he's got a new song, A24, coming out. Is it this Friday? Yes, sir, May 1st, 2020. Exactly. So, um, lastly, is there any final words you want to say? Advice, wisdom, any just random words? Shout out to Elliot. Shout out all the homies. Shout out Maniac Gang. Shout out New Zealand. Shout out America. Shout out the whole fucking world, really. We about to get through this shit. Shit, shout out fucking Kim Jong-un, apparently. Shout out everybody except motherfucking COVID. We in this bitch worldwide. We gonna make it through this shit. That's my words. Yeah, yeah. That's real. I Thank you. Thank you, Goon, for joining me for almost one hour. Jeez, that's a long time. Sheesh. 60 seconds. Not a minute, 16 minutes, not an hour. Right. Uh, thank you, everyone. All right, we out. Peace.